This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. You got me, Kevin Hagland, Corey Majors, and Alec Medford. I can tell you this. Mike Basick is here. In Ish. the building, Ish. he is taking. He could be over at McDonald's talking. That's a good right point. Now. He is taking an important phone call. Yeah, I am famous. That's kind of the way he treats everything, you know. <laughs> and I believe he will miss the show tomorrow due to pending litigation over card stuff that he is hoping to get wrapped up with. Who? I do not believe I'm supposed to answer that question. Just general card. Big no, card it's not company. against big cards. It's not like against tops or something. <laughs> no, I just am not supposed to say. Okay, all right, well, that's who fine. The litigation is against. But if big card comes after you, just don't forget. Yeah, big that card. That, that that is what happened. Can get it. All right, today it's a big day. What is that? Is the rest of the world champion Texas Rangers report to spring training today? Now. There are other people who are already there. You've already heard from Evan Carter. The pitchers are already there. But today is the report day for everybody else. Is this another level of excitement, or is it pretty much just the same as pitchers and catchers? Because that feels like the real start of everything. Uh, no, I mean, like I think this is the this is the big. This feels really exciting now. Now it kind of stresses me out that Josh Young got hurt before everybody was supposed sure. to show up. Like that makes that scares me a little bit. Uh, but no, man, this is. I know by next Monday, because we get there Sunday night, by next Monday, whenever we get to, when we're in Arizona, that's when I'll be like, all right, it is hit. We are officially here. So they're going to they're gonna okay. work this week, Kevin, but I kind of look at them as uh, NPCs, NPCs, they're non-playable characters until I arrive there. And then when is that I arrive, like Ryan Reynolds and Free Guy? Yeah, everything's okay. an NPC, a non-playable character until you show up and interact with them. And now they're there. I think it's really cool that the world champs are back together. And I know the team's not back together. Mitch Garver's not there anymore. Right. Raldis Chapman's not there anymore. Obviously, Jordan Montgomery's not there nope. anymore. But they I weren't rem- at spring training last year. Oh, man, Mitch Garver was. Yeah, but I remember this. I remember having Derek Holland right next to us and him getting the contact of Colby Lewis. And after their first meeting, Colby Lewis said, I want to pitch again. Because it was such an inspirational moment. And I think in 2023... You can look back on that through the eyes of a couple people we talked to, and that moment that Bochi for the first time ever addressed that team became something that they hadn't been a part of. Yes, and it is nothing against the managers between, let's say, Ron Washington and Bruce Bochi, but the way it was explained to us, one, you got to hear it on the air if you're a Tolo from Colby Lewis, but we've heard from other people too. That was a moment where. This isn't 
a rebuilding franchise. This isn't just a team that's just here to try to play 500 baseball because really the expectation was, I think over under was 80 and a half wins in Vegas. Yes. It was around there saying, hey, you pick them to be 500, you win money. You pick them to be below 500, you lose money. That's who the Texas Rangers are. And Bruce Bochy changed that message immediately from the coaching staff, from the players in that organization. We're here. I know it sounds like Major League, uh, the movie. Yes. But we're here to win the whole damn thing. And maybe they did start strip teasing John Daniels. I don't know. But. Can't rule it out. It is, it is uh, today, Bruce Bochy gets to have that moment with his world championship team and gets to explain to them what 2024 is about. And I'm going to be shocked if we don't hear – doesn't mean they're going to win it all, but I'm going to be shocked if we don't hear that that Bochy got the team fired up for 2024. I do wonder, like, what his what, – what he does – because he's never won back-to-back, right? He's never won back-to-back. So I do wonder – I don't even know if they've made the play – I have to look <laughs> back. I think they've missed the playoffs in San Francisco every time they made the World – won the World Series. So I, I am kind of curious what his what his message is this, this time around and how different it is from last time because one of the things that we love about Bochy so much is his consistency – and so do you stray away from the same message that you had with those last those guys last year too much or you just stick with hey look we're going to go back out do our work do those things I think those things exist oh, but no, they no, built no, the no, foundation no. for it That's fine and you're probably right I would like to hear rumblings up because remember nobody would say exactly what he said but whenever we talk with Bochi throughout the season and he goes I believed in this team really early he ain't lying because you heard it person after person after person say that same thing. I would love at least a little bit of grandiose speak right there when he's like, we won the World Series, and that's unbelievable. But you know what I've never been able to do? I've never been able to go back to back. I've never been able to do it. My teams have never been able to do it. I'm betting nobody in this room has ever been able to do it. So let's go and win the whole effing thing again. Everyone's like, yeah. And then you realize it's March. Yeah. And then you still have to, like, have the talks for fun. Or I guess still February. And then you have fundamental talks and everything like that. I do think that they're covered a lot different than the Chicago Cubs. The Chicago Cubs of, make sure I have my year right, 2016 that won it all, is they kept celebrating throughout the next season. And then found themselves in a bad spot two months into the year because – Chicago Cubs fans, there's zillions of them. Way more Chicago Cubs fans than Texas Ranger right. fans. But they kept the celebration going. And us as Ranger fans, look, we're celebrating our world championship team is back in spring training, getting ready for a new season. And we as fans can keep celebrating last year throughout this season. The players can't at all. Sure. And even talking to some of my old friends, sounds braggadocious, but I was part of the Phillies organization. Ryan Howard, Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley, Shane Victorino, all those guys that won the championship for the Philadelphia Phillies. And it had been a long time. 83, I think, was the last time they had won it. So it had been over 20 years. And what's tough is the city wants to keep celebrating. And you want to celebrate with them but you're not supposed to and you can't because as soon as you start celebrating last year during a season, you really lose the focus of it's a brand new year and it doesn't count. You don't carry over any wins. They don't give you an extra 10 wins for winning the championship the year before. You have to reset at zero and zero. And talking to those Phillies guys, it took them to about the all-star break to say, guys, we're better than this. 
we're not playing up to our standard and we're not going to defend this title unless we pull our heads out of our rear ends and start playing the way that this team can play. The talent in here is way too much to be playing this way. And you know what? That second half they took off and they made the playoffs again. They obviously did not win the championship again. In fact, it's almost impossible to win back-to-back championships when you look at the history of Major League Baseball and other sports too. That's what Kansas City just did, which was so impressive. So it's going to be a really tough task. And some of the the, the toughest task will be is we get to celebrate. We can keep celebrating. They can't celebrate anymore. They have to get to work like it's 2023, the beginning of it, not the start of a celebration. The celebration is over as a Texas Ranger. I wonder if this will help at all. I saw an interesting little note is – there's a four-person crew out there that have been doing behind-the-scenes interviews for a limited series that will be 10 to 15 minutes talking about. Is it called Pitcher? I don't know. if that, And it's just going to be on the Rangers field. YouTube, so oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. not Netflix or anything like that. But I, I wonder how many of those people will be like, hey, it's amazing. It's been the greatest year of my life, but now it's time to get back to work. If like... If that kind of stuff helps at all. One of the other things that I think is really intriguing, and I know we talk a lot about it, but somebody just kind of brought up, and I, I have not seen it, so I don't know. But they said, did you see Evan Carter put on like 20 pounds? He's at 192 after dipping to 175. I have not seen this. So, But that's him and Wyatt Langford. I'm interested not just for like to see whether or not they make it and everything, but how they inject energy into the clubhouse. What they... What you know, what kind of roles they try to take on while they're at spring training? Does Evan Carter walk into this thing like, look, I'm here. I arrived last year on my way to a World Series. I am here and I'm ready to rock with this thing. I'm ready to take this thing. Y'all are y'all are part of my team now. I mean, That's I, not going to be the case. It's, it's still Seager and Simeon's oh, team. Wow. Yeah. And I and I think there's this you know there's still this pecking order of everything. But I I am very interested to see what kind of energy those two add to the clubhouse and in that environment we can tell evan carter's not that type of person never will be right he's going to be a guy that's happy go lucky type of i'm just here to play work hard play hard i don't think that he's and it can change he's just turned 21 but is he going to stand up in front of a room and take over the room 100 no at 21 years old that will be simeon's job that will be evaldi's job that will be scherzer's job i don't know jacob Degrom that well at all and obviously he hasn't really done much here yet to maybe stand up yet but he doesn't have to and that's great you honestly don't really want 21 year olds being the leader of your team it's rare that's why I know we make fun of I don't but I know a lot of people that are Ranger fans make fun of Derek Jeter that's what made him so unique is somehow he's just sitting on the bench in 1995 when Ken Griffey Jr. scores in the kingdom to knock them out and they're all bawling and crying because that's Don Mattingly's last game ever and that team was based around we got to get Don Mattingly to a World Series he deserves this as a great New York Yankee and he's been on so many crappy Yankee teams and somehow the next year some young dude named Derek Jeter starts kind of taking over the clubhouse and being like the guy they're rallying behind but that's what makes him so unique of a person and doesn't mean Evan Carter is not going to be a future Hall of Famer or an all-star this year but taking over the room uh, no, I don't think that's happening, but it will be interesting. This is his first spring training where he's on the team. 
He's a starter on yes, the team. Yes. Last year, he was just there to show off, and we talked to Chris Young about it. He's like, dude, he's showing off enough that we think he can play in the major leagues opening day, but we're not going to force him or push him uh, to do that. And for people that are asking, did I miss something about Jordan Montgomery? He hasn't signed yet, but Chris Young said, I'm not anticipating any other additions. Yeah. And that's funny. He's been taken off the books. In yes. Vegas, you can't even bet on the Rangers anymore that he's going there. And that kind of mindset is sort of paralleled by what Bochi said about spring training in terms of Josh Young. Now, you brought it up on Friday, Corey, maybe Thursday. I think yeah, it was I Friday, panicked though. a little bit when I saw it. Is, depending on how you feel, could have been better, could have been worse. Obviously, you wish Josh Young wouldn't have got hurt at all, but he has a calf strain. He's expected to be out about three weeks, give or take. And so... Now you have Corey Seager with sports hernia, Josh Young with a calf strain that will miss the bulk of spring training. And then we'll talk about if that could go on into the season. But one of the things that Bruce Bochy said is, I think we've got coverage with the guys that we've got in camp. So if you're thinking like, hey, could you reunite with, you know, Elvis Anderson or whatever is... Uh. Ezekiel Duran, Josh Smith, Justin Foscue, Ornelas, Wenzel... Those are the guys that it sounds like are getting the shot. And I know yeah. Foskey's been working over at first as well. Luckily, these are minimal injuries that they should be back in yes. mid-March. Like, they should be. What I mean by that is you're hoping that around March 15th, so you have about two weeks left, a hair less than two weeks, that they start getting spring training at bats. And both Bochi said for both of them, we're we're hopeful that they'll both be ready to go yeah. for opening day. So and if it was different, I would yeah, I would talk about Elvis Andrus or whatever. If you know that they're gonna be back at the All Star break, sure. Then you'd say, hey, I don't we don't have coverage for three months, but we do have coverage for two weeks. Yeah. Look, man, all we got to do is make sure that uh, around August we're taken care of because that's when the real cavalry is coming in. All right. And that's when we really make our run to this world championship year two. Look, I. Full season's kind of tough to make it through, man. I hate saying this. Josh Young just played the most baseball in his entire career. Now he's about to go out there and give it another go. And that's kind of who I wanted to talk about is I hate saying this because he's a super nice guy and he's an awesome player, but. We're kind of to the point where you know he'll get hurt yeah. every season at you some just point. Say he's Kyrie. Uh, in a way, yeah. Yeah, it, that's an interesting analogy. But I'm glad it happened. If it if it KP. has to happen, KP, I got you. In spring training, as opposed to the regular season, because this is somebody whose development got slowed by yeah. injury mm -hmm. issues, and then last year he was phenomenal. What cost him Rookie of the Year, or at least a second place finish? was an injury and now injured yeah. again. I'll tease this for baseball nuggets. That Josh Young injury hurt them more than I knew last year. And I'll talk about during baseball nuggets how much it can help if Evan Carter and Wyatt Lankford, especially Wyatt Lankford, are on the team opening day. I didn't know all the rules that applied to guys making opening day rosters as rookies. Ooh. So it, it's it's kind of like, I think Wyatt Langford's going to make this team. I'm leaning more towards you, Kevin, on that. Yeah. Because of rules that I didn't know of until like this weekend. I was like, wow, I didn't know these rules applied. And Josh Young's injury actually cost the Texas Rangers more than you knew. Kevin, I don't know if you're seeing this, but the Brooklyn Nets have dismissed Jacques Vaughn. Vaughn. So he's no longer coaching. 
It wasn't Steve Nash's fault. The this this is this <laughs> the mean, second time this year that a coach that's like just their team's just doing great has been fired. Wait, their team is not doing great. <laughs> oh no, their team is. So he got fired for good reason. Maybe, I mean, maybe he was doing too good. They're like, look, we might be the tenth seed. We need to be in this lottery. That's situation. what I was going to argue. I, if I'm Jacques Vaughn, I'm like, uh, with what? <laughs> Like, what, what is it that you're wanting me to do here? So that's an interesting point. Is We want you guys trying like it's an all-star game. Yes, good point indeed. <laughs> you know what? Perfect segue. Coming up next, the MVPs and least valuable players from NBA All-Star Weekend. Not just the game, the whole weekend. Let's do it next right here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. And shoot or shoot, son. Yes, they do. Shoot or shoot. Yes, they do. Shoot or shoot. Oh, this is game time. I told you it's game time. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Damon Lillard wins the three-point competition. By the way, he missed a whole bunch of shots on that last rack when he just needed one shot. So he just kept saying, Dave Tom is MVPs. And LVPs for the NBA All-Star Weekend. This can be about the game. This can be about Friday night, Saturday night, whatever you want. I would like to throw this out if I can. Let's talk about the skills competition. LVP. Harrison Barnes lost the ball during... Scotty Barnes? Scotty Barnes. I don't know why I put Harrison. (laughs) Scotty Barnes lost the ball during the skills competition. And then Tyrese Maxey and Paolo Bancaro went the wrong way. Now they had <laughs> There's literally arrows. Yeah, they had on the, the LED court. court, and I was like, "Go this way with the arrow." So when they had a map, yes, yeah, they gave them a map, yes. and, and they didn't like, follow the map. Correct. Now, by the way, LVP for me this weekend, Fubo TV. I don't have TNT, <sighs> but they know drama. I'm going to tell you something. Pretty upset about that. You didn't really miss anything. I know I didn't, oh, but I just I didn't. So I'm basically, y'all are telling me a lot of stuff. I did read as much as I could about it, but thanks a lot. Fubo TV at this moment. Well, we'll try to catch you up. But they had a map. 
and couldn't yes. find their way to the X. Yes, wow. exactly. And right. they weren't the first person to do it either. Maxi, I think, was the third or second in his group. And then uh, Scotty Barnes, or he, sorry, uh, Ben Carroll was, ben the, was the first guy to do it in his group, but literally a whole team had done it. So he'd yeah. seen it done three times. To show you how Watch. much he was paying attention, he was like not even paying way. attention. So then when it was his turn, it's like when you coach 12-year-olds and oh, the person in oh, front no. of it, you explain to the person in front how to do it, yeah. and they mess up. And you're like, that's yeah. okay. They're the first person. I'm going to explain it again, and then they do it correctly. Then the next person steps up and does the exact same thing as wrong as possible. You're like, so literally, you didn't pay attention at all to the kid in front that I was telling how to do it. You were just like picking your nose or thinking about Fortnite or something. And they're like, yeah, I was. I was thinking about Fortnite or I just didn't care. And that was what you saw from Paolo Bancaro. Now, on the flip side, MVP Tyrese Halliburton, they were going to win the skills competition. He had like, I don't know, 12, 15 seconds to spare. So he took the ball between his legs and threw it off the glass and dunked for the Pacers to win. However, much like Luca, huh? Yes. Well, that's like take this analytic. <laughs> However, on the LVP side, the number one pick team of Wemby, Bancaro, and Anthony Edwards were the worst. Oh, no. They won none of the competitions. They got zero points. In some of these competitions, like the passing one, they got truly embarrassed and they were terrible. Oh, terrible. Man. Terrible. Let's move well, on to the I watched it. It was a long competition, too. If it you was. wanted to watch an hour, it's literally an hour. So the team competition, because there's three different things, they were taking commercial breaks. You're like, this is an hour? But it did. It lasted yeah. an hour. And then we move on to the three-point competition. I want to see if you guys can get this. I had no clue. Damian Lillard's the first to win back-to-back three-point championships in 16 years. Who is the last player to do that? Back-to-back three-point con- Craig Hodges. Nope. Hey, dude, he won three in a row. That is true. Three in a row? Steph Curry, thank you. <laughs> no, he's this player is significantly worse than Tim you. Legler. Ooh, I might argue worse. Dougie McDermott. Jason Capono. Who? Oh, yeah. He's a white dude, I think, from UCLA. <laughs> Makes sense. He won in 2007 and 2008. LVP, Carl Anthony Towns for standing on the line. During the tiebreaker round, he was shooting three-pointers just standing on the line. They're like, that's fine. Dame didn't like it. Dame is competitive. He goes, well, you know, some people just weren't following the rules, but we don't care, whatever. Why not just go dunk it? (laughs) Yes. And then LVP, the announcer, who said Cat previously was the first big man to win the competition. Oh. Dirk. Nowitzki. I guess he's not fat enough. <laughs> Maybe they're saying Carl Anthony Towns weighs more. It doesn't. wasn't going by height. He was going by weight. I took it by height. Oh. but like Carl what, Anthony maybe? Towns is the fattest person to ever win this competition. No. If. I mean, maybe that's if you're saying, like, I got it right. He he weighs a good 40 pounds more or 30 pounds more than Dirk did when he when he entered the competition from the two one four. MVPs, the three-point contest between Steph and and Sabrina, that was great. Here's what I didn't realize. I have to admit, I wasn't always locked in on the commentary. This created quite the social media buzz that people were angry at Kenny Smith for saying that she should have shot from the WNBA three-point line. She got to shoot WNBA basketballs. I have to admit something to you, Mike. 
I did not know that the WNBA three-point line was at a different spot. It's. I think it's the college. The I think it's the college three-point okay. line. Well, because you can't tell because of the court, Kevin. You can't tell because nobody watches. <clears throat> okay. That's the truth. Well, I There's won't say. some people that watch. Yeah, 2,000 people watch. I mean, literally, if you go to a Wings game, you will see about 2,000 people there. That That is good. That's about what a Frisco Rough Riders game gets. I do I do kind of like the the idea, the concept of it all, the, like those two, and yeah. doing that. Two good personalities to go for it. I thought Steph was going to lose, to be honest. After the round, she shot – she made 20 – she got 26 points. That was the same as all the men were getting yeah. as a high score in the three-point competition. I'm like, oh, crap, this girl's going to win. And then Steph Curry was like, no, she's not. Yeah, the but they – I mean, Adam Silver says that he would like – that to continue like that uh that to cross over with that. that and then and have a woman dunk competition I don't, with the men well i don't know but the the oh my god i would so watch that <laughs> I, i'm i'm very interested like for the future of of something like that happening like i don't know how much longer Steph's around in the league for that he said you he's know, not retiring anytime soon. All right. In so, your face, so then, Corey. however long those two are playing, then those two should be the ones doing it. I wonder if they like if other people are, are like, "Hey, I want to be involved in that too," and if it grows a little more, and that would be kind of interesting and fun too. This, Did, let me ask you this: Do you have any clue before this? I have. I still don't. Who's Sabrina? I just know she's a Ionescu. Yeah, she was. I can't, is she I, like an all-star? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no, okay. she's excellent, and she was an all-time great college player. Okay. And I assume yeah, that because she she shot the sure. ball great. Like to give her credit, she started off. I don't know. It, she might have made the first eight three-pointers she took. She and did I was like, have a great. Oh my! She missed the first money ball, but then after that, it was like. But between there, it yeah. was all. Everything. She got a yeah. little fatigued at the end, um. But like I thought, when she shot, when she made twenty-six, I looked at my son and go crap that's as much as like all the the three-point comp like that's what damian lillard won with that's when they had the four-way yes. tie they all tied at 26 Halliburton i'm like she just had the 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 winning score for the three-point competition i don't i think steph's gonna lose this and then we're gonna have to hear that women should get paid 20 million dollars to play WNBA basketball a few years ago she was like the number one pick but everyone was like i want this pick for, to go Sabrina. get INSQ. Okay. And so that that was interesting. Somebody brought this up, and this is a great point. From the 214, Reggie Miller wore me out going on about how amazing they were scoring 26 points in one round and then comparing it to Larry Bird is right. there are, I believe. There's four more money balls plus two more starry shots. Yeah. So, and you, so there's 10 extra points on the board. I you, think those starry balls are worth three. They are. And so, so there's actually eight plus six. There's 14 extra points. I don't think so because I the, know so. Okay. I'm almost when positive you have a, you're When you wrong. have a money ball rack, yep. you get four extra money balls on that rack, which is one extra point each. You are correct. Yeah. Cause you get one. So you're right. So four but, plus six. But still. That's, right? Yes. Ten. So but ten. that's 40 points versus 30 points. So if yeah. you say Bird got 26 and yeah. Cat got 26, not right. quite the same. Unless you want to go to what do you think? You think it's 52? I'm just doing math for the for the Twolos who are watching. I'm getting my calculator out and trying to keep up with you guys. So <laughs> I, I guess if you want to go back to that 26 round and go, which one does Larry Bird like shooting the most? Like if you would ask Larry, Larry, which money, one would yeah. be and then you and then you give him an extra point for everyone yeah. he makes on that rack. And then you're like, I'll give him I don't 
I can't remember if he made a starry ball or not. Damian Lillard was taking advantage of that because that's an he easy was. shot for him. But if you give him one or two on the starry ball. He could have 33 or yeah, something so ridiculous I don't know. It's, like that. I do love the three-point competition. I'll be honest, that was super entertaining. That was great. We were rooting for Jalen Brunson in our household because okay. he is a former Maverick. Yeah. And did he finish with 25 which, or 24? Which like he, put him in like in fifth, yeah. even though he that's was, not bad at all. He had a, a legitimate chance to make the final three, and unfortunately the last rack, I think he just he missed the last ball. I remember that for sure. If he would have made that, I think he would have made it to the finals. But you have real people doing it that are really in the NBA, and they're really good basketball players. I get the distinct feeling. Go ahead. I just I wanted to. I, th- I think that Damian Lillard is the MVP this weekend. That makes sense. Did you see the video of him going to find Jalen Brunson and ask him for an autograph? Oh no, I did not. Yeah, I autographed one of his Adidas, one, an Adidas shoe or something like that. But I just kind of thought that was a really cool moment, and it kind of also brings to light like. Jalen Brunson is considered like one of the top players in the league by other players around the league too now. Like yeah. that's we we saw it here, we saw it flourish here, and whether or not it was ever going to work with him being back here, we don't know. But that dude's gone on to stardom, and the rest of the league looks at him that way and sees it that way. And I think Paolo Bancaro was trying to track down Damian Lillard for autographs. So that's kind of a fun, a Everybody's fun little game the that they're all right yeah. there too. A- so. Absolutely now. When you make reference to these are real NBA basketball players, so I'm going to go to cut three. I'm going to assume this is at least partially who's this in reference to because we have a back-to-back dunk champion. Never seen any other dunk contest. Let's see it. When he started out up there, he started off on one side, and I think when he threw it in, though, Kenny, he was close to the other side, I think. I think we're going to see it again. All right, Mac McClung. By the way, he is awesome at this. I don't want to take he anything is. away. He's one of the best dunkers I've ever seen. He jumped over Shaq. He's but. just not an NBA basketball player. Yeah, and he's he had four, his G nor League. an All Star. Yeah, like, he's not an NBA player no. or an All Star. He had his G League jersey on, I believe, for most yeah, he of the did. time. Orlando, like they're from Pensacola or something. I don't know, some small town. Now he's my MVP for winning again. Fifties across the board and jumped over Shaq for a dunk. I do not believe anyone's ever won this three times in a row in the NBA competition. So okay. I'm sure he's not doing anything next year. He'll be back. Yeah. To Have we run out of dunks? No, we- he created a brand new dunk to start the competition off, which was awesome. But they intentionally, the stars, he had Dominique Wilkins, Gary Payton, Fred Jones, who was, he won the dunk competition and he was a pacer when he did it. Some dude I've never heard of that won the competition yes. in 1977. Yes. Even Kelvin Smith got that wrong. And then one other person, I, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting, but they got together before the competition, you could tell, and they said, look, we want the stars to do this. Jalen Brown's making the finals no matter what. On his last dunk to make it to the finals, he dunked the basketball. Nice. <laughs> That's what he did. He literally dunk contest, he Kevin, dunked so. the basketball. And they're like, 48, 49. <laughs> and it's like, you can tell at that point they said, if we're ever going to get John Morant, Zion Williamson, you know, you name the player that you'd like to see in the dunk competition that's considered a a high pick, a star in this league, or a future star in this league. They said, we have to put Jalen Brown in the final two no matter what. And I'm not saying uh, Triple J or Obi Toppin's brother, who I could care less what his first name is because he's not an NBA basketball player. Like, they were just like, 
Jalen Brown's making the finals no matter what. And because of that, the crowd turned on him, which I thought was maybe a little... Which means superstars aren't going to do it. They're like, I'm going to get booed. Because the judges were my least valuable players for desperately wanting Jalen Brown to win. TNT is in that category as well for straight up missing... One of Jalen Brown's dunks live. They got you all the replays, but while it's happening, it didn't. They were talking about something else and showing some random dude dressed up as Dominique Wilkins. And then I thought Kenny Smith had the best line of Saturday night. Goes, oh, I thought that was Kendall Gill. He did look like 1989 Kendall Gill because of his haircut. Yeah, and and he dressed up in the whole Dominique Wilkins jersey. He didn't look anything like Dominique Wilkins, but he did dress up in the whole Dominique Wilkins 1988 jersey. And because of that, they. Missed one of his dunks. However, mm. I saved my least valuable player award for this, the last one for Kenny Smith, who thinks every dunk is boring and stupid. Is I don't know if he should be on the call anymore. Every dunk that happens, he's like, it's a four. I, I'm exaggerating, but yeah. he thinks every dunk is stupid. I Well, the Jalen Brown one was. I want <laughs> next year, I want somebody to put a jetpack on. That would be awesome. I do think this. Or get trampolines. I think that they should eliminate NBA basketball players unless they're really great at dunking and just say, let's go get, I don't even know where the competition is next year, the All-Star game. Go get four dudes who are on these YouTube pages as some of the best dunkers in the world. And just be like, let's watch these four YouTubers. Because I do think young kids would rather watch the great YouTube dunkers. Than, than uh G League players who are good at dunking and I'm not, Mac McClung is unbelievable at this. Yes. But he's not an NBA basketball player. He's gonna be in the competition next year. I would say at least get one YouTuber and to and do, to to be in the competition. I do like the idea of kind of incorporating the all stars in some way with them. Like not necessarily they, that they have to it. jump over them like they I mean everybody jumps over somebody now. Yeah. Like that's the only thing. But like in some kind of fashion of coaching it or, you know, being part of it too. If you're going to do something like that, still associate it in some way. And the one thing I always, I don't know if this is in the rules, but I keep waiting to see is somebody to like catapult them. Mm. So like, instead of jumping over Shaq, he puts his hands out and like launches you and you just go flying and try to catch the ball and maybe smash the backboard and everything or land on the rim and just stand there and drop oh the ball through the basket i have a, i'm going to shout out my buddy who's a tolo brian hardy who went to arlington martin he's a firefighter he was one of the best i've ever seen at crushing a ball 500 feet now sorry brian you never made it out of rookie ball oh. but that's but I think Brian Hardy in his prime at 20 years old yeah. might have been able to win the the MLB All-Star Home Run Derby. I'm not saying he would have, but that's yeah. how far he could hit a baseball. It was amazing. In the game, I love you, Brian. You couldn't hit the baseball. But that's, that's who we have in the NBA dunk competition. We have guys that, like, they're not NBA basketball players. There's plenty of dudes in this world in batting practice who might be able to beat Pete Alonzo and Aaron Judge in a home run derby. I'm not saying they would, but they would have a chance. That's how good they hit batting practice. I played with one of them from Arlington Martin. But it doesn't mean that they should be in the MLB All-Star Game home run derby. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Basher. Could the Rangers get two future first-round draft picks from the Texas Rangers this year? Next. Mm -hmm. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Don't forget, tomorrow we'll be doing the show at Nebraska Furniture Mart in the Colony. So make sure you Great come Great state of Nebraska. Us. Can't That's wait right. to be there somewhere in Omaha, I'm assuming. It's in the colony of Omaha, Nebraska, I believe. Now, it's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Bassett. I'm excited about that interview with Charlie Ward tomorrow. Oh, wait, he's Florida That's State. Florida State. Tommy Frazier. Tommy Touchdown Frazier. Tommy. All right, so this is interesting. If you're not following my tease, I'm going to be honest. I guess I should have known this, but I didn't. There is rewards for winning rookie of the year for your organization. Not only does the player get the award, I'm sure there's some like 50,000 bonus in his contract. If you win rookie of the year, you get $50,000 bonus or something like that. But last year when Josh Young was the favorite to win rookie of the year at the all-star break as he was the starting all-star third baseman for the American league, the Rangers would have received a first round pick for that or just after the first round. It, it goes into, you know, you yeah. lose picks if, if obviously you sign a Corey Seager, you sign a Marcus Simeon, you lose picks. So sometimes it can fall. When Julio Rodriguez won Rookie of the Year in this last draft, the Seattle Mariners got the 29th overall pick for him winning Rookie of the Year. So Josh Young not winning Rookie of the Year, look, we're world champs. Big deal. Yeah. But when he got hurt, I didn't realize that as an organization – Gunnar Henderson got a first-round pick for the Baltimore Orioles. And then if you finish second or third, Josh Young finishing outside the top three, if you finish second or third, your team gets an international pick. And I don't it doesn't it doesn't specifically say where that pick is, but think of, for example, Sebastian Walcott. He is now the Rangers' top five prospect. He's a 17-year-old shortstop. He's two to four years away from sure. being possibly a major league player. But you might find the next Sebastian Walcott with that top pick that you yeah. got for your player winning rookie of the year. I, no. have, I have to admit, I didn't know this either. And by the way, multiple people are saying your tease was really good because it was confusing yet intriguing. And that's good. where I fell on it. Good. So there's a lot that goes into this besides just winning rookie of the year. There's stipulations on this. So if a player comes out of nowhere and wins rookie of the year, somebody you've never heard of on a top 100 list, he doesn't qualify to get you a first-round pick or an international pick if he finishes second or third. It's really weird, but here's the stipulations on this is where it goes to Wyatt Lankford and if he'll be on the team or not to start, which I'm going to lean towards now, he will be. So you have to be on two out of the three top 100 list prospects entering the season. So just to give you an idea – Evan Carter is fifth, and Wyatt Lankford is sixth Six. on MLB.com's top 100 list. There's also Baseball America and, I believe, Baseball Perspectives. I believe – I know Baseball America is one of them. I'm sorry. I'm not seeing it in the article. The, the, but out of, two out, of the, two out of the three, you have to be on the top 100 prospect list before the season starts. So Evan Carter and Wyatt Lankford, obviously, like Sebastian Walcott qualifies, but he's not going to qualify in this other right. category. But – so, one, 
You have to be on a top 100 list, two out of three of them. So that's one of the qualifications you have to have before the season starts. When the season starts, you have to spend a minimum of 172 days on the roster. So let's break this down. Oh, that's a lot. There's 162 games. There's approximately 20 to 30 off days. I believe an MLB season is 180 to 185 days. Okay. So that means you kind of have to be on the opening day roster. Right. In this article from the Sporting News, it says, this is last year actually, so I didn't see this article last year. Oh, by the way, the three are MLB.com, Baseball America, and ESPN. Those are your three top 100 lists. You have to be on two out of three of those lists to qualify for the first-round draft pick or just after the first round or the international picks as rookie of the year. But it says in this article, that's why last year, Gunnar Henderson, Corbin Carroll, both won rookie of the year, both got their team's first-round picks for their team, but it also talks about Anthony Volpe. If you're wondering, why did the Yankees put Anthony Volpe as a starting shortstop? Well, part of it was, and they named a couple other players, part of it was they felt like he had a chance to win Rookie of the Year. And if he did, like Julio Rodriguez the year before, you could get the 29th overall pick for your guy winning Rookie of the Year because he was qualified to be on the top 100 list and qualified Uh, as a guy who spent 172 days on the team. So if you're wondering at some point, why didn't they send Anthony Volpe down? Because he was batting 150 with – he was striking out half of the time. His first two months, he was striking out about at 50% of his at-bats. And they were just like, we still think because of his glove, because of this, we're going to keep riding with this. And there's still the possibility that he finishes top three in voting for Rookie of the Year, which, I mean, I'm going to throw this to you guys now. I've been talking enough. This is a lot. You get the 30th possibly overall pick for your guy winning rookie of the year. That is huge. It feels like it accelerates the timetable for some of these kids. And if you you have a really good farm system, like you can be kind of in this conversation every year pretty much too and add that extra pick. You always have a candidate. Yeah, yeah, you can always add an extra pick to it. How about the Baltimore Orioles? Adley Rushman. Now, he didn't qualify because he got hurt in spring training and didn't play the 172 games. So he qualified on the list. He just didn't qualify because they're like, we can't put him on the team. Mm. He's not healthy to put on the team. So so now if, the Orioles are forced to trade him to another team. Well, he he's great. And yeah. Gunnar Henderson won him this award. They have Jackson Holiday. Uh-huh. Is Jackson Holiday going to make the team out of spring training? Now knowing this, yes, he is. He's probably going to be their second baseman to start the year. From what I understand, Gunner, they want to keep him at shortstop. Now, Gunner Henderson is hurt, so he's playing shortstop to start off spring training. But for the Rangers, if Wyatt Lankford has a great year and he doesn't, and he's not on the team for the first month of the season, he doesn't qualify for this to help the organization out. We know Evan Carter, he does qualify. You have to have 60 days of service or more. To be considered, that's your rookie year. Evan Carter only spent, I don't know, 20 days on the MLB roster. The playoffs don't count for your service time or anything. So he still qualifies as a rookie. Wyatt Lankford qualifies as a rookie. So if one of those guys wins rookie of the year, you get a pick around 30. If they finish first and second, you get the first round pick. And you get a high international pick to help you out in that situation. So the Rangers, two rookies that we're looking at, could really help out the Texas Rangers' future. Not only them as players, but them as getting them an extra prospect. Is this is this 
to combat the Chris Bryant situation? One hundred percent. Is that? I'm sorry if y'all already discussed nope, that. Like no, it, and if you don't remember, it was a big weird thing. And they did it with um, Acuna too. Yeah, and you you have those six years of service that are very cheap unless you negotiate right. an extended contract. But if you wait long enough, then you can count that first season. And be like, oh, that wasn't long enough to count. And Chris Bryant always said he never forgot. How yeah, he the was Cubs like, did him wrong. Was like he that. MVP, World Series champ, or Rookie of the Year, World Series champion. He's like all these things I did, and I and I'm getting screwed out of it. You yeah, the next year he won MVP. Yeah. yeah, Rookie of the Year, then the next year MVP. And so, so this is the rule put in to give teams incentive. If you have a dude who bats 400 in spring training, and you know he's going to bat third in your lineup. But you want to keep them down. I think they did. I think Toronto did this with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. too. But you want to keep them in the minors for a month so his service time doesn't reach six years on that sixth year. You actually, he reaches five years and five months. Then you have another year of him under control. This is a way to combat that. By the way, I do believe this. I think like Michael Harris, if you win rookie of the year, I'm talking out of my butt here because I think I remember reading this. If you win rookie of the year, but you didn't get a full year of service time, I think in this new collective bargaining agreement, you do get a full year of service time for finishing top three in rookie of the year. absolutely should. So they're showing that even if you hold the guy back because you don't care about this pick or you don't care about the international pick, I believe if you get top three in rookie of the year voting, I believe they give you a full year of service time. So you do not have to play seven years in the majors. You only still have to do your somewhat six years. Which that makes all the sense in the world to me. It also feels like a dangerous game to play with somebody who you're counting on in the future, like Chris Bryant, knowing that he's bitter against you the whole time. That being said, my end of nuggets is now I'm at 75% Wyatt Langford's on the team opening day. Because I'll leave the 25% off for injury or he just really struggles in spring training and they're just like, it's just we need to send him to AAA to give him some more time. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.